Hi, it's Caroline Stephen, financial journalist. It is my pleasure to introduce our guest today on Talking Trading, Manish Bindi from Perfect Portfolio. Manish is an entrepreneur and an investor based in London, and he has clients in over 46 countries. Today, we hear Manish's story of how he negotiated his first real estate deal at the age of 16. And then we hear what he learned from the 2008 economic downturn and how he had to rethink all his priorities and how his main mission is to make investing safe in both real estate and the stock market. He shares foundational principles and values that he's learned to build the perfect portfolio. But first, Louise Bedford looks at our time or the lack of it in mind power. Let's hear her now. So often we wonder how we'll find time to investigate the markets and to become really good at this thing we call the trading game. Do you know, on average, they've found out that people are spending six hours every day looking at their phones, watching TV, looking through social media, not learning and growing and flourishing, using their time in a low energy state. We think we're so busy. We think we have so many things on. We'll never be able to carve out the time necessary. But maybe that's how we've felt all the time. I don't know if you know the books by Laura Ingalls Wilder. I watched Little House on the Prairie when I was a little girl. I loved that show. She wrote several books and taking into account that she wrote this next quote in 1924. She lived on a farm in a rural part of the Ozarks in Missouri. It was so far beyond that which we can even envisage if you're living in a city right now. She said, and I quote, We are so overwhelmed with things these days that our lives are all more or less cluttered. I believe it is this, rather than the shortness of time, that gives us the feeling of hurry and almost of helplessness. Everyone is hurrying and usually just a little late. Notice the faces of the people who rush past on the streets or on our country roads. They nearly all have a strained, harassed look. And anyone you meet will tell you there is no time for anything anymore. Gosh, when you read that and you you see what she's getting across there, she's talking about being rushed and harassed and how stressed out people are back in 1924 in a rural area. So really, have a think about your own situation. What can you give up so that you can open up your life? What can you trade so that you end up trading? I'll bet there is a whole list. And this week, remember, your time is in your hands. This coming year marks a special anniversary for me and Chris Tate. We will have been running the mentor program for 20 years. Our mentor program is a six-month repeat-for-free course. You'll become a superb trader across every time frame with every instrument. To get involved, register at tradinggame.com.au forward slash priority. That website again, tradinggame.com.au forward slash priority. 
you'll qualify for a whole heap of free trading resources and I know you're going to love it. Manish Bindi from Perfect Portfolio. Hello and welcome to Talking Trading. Thank you so much for having me. Entrepreneur, investor and speaker, Manish teaches people to beat the system and take back control of their wealth. Manish, tell us a little bit about yourself, your financial background. Well, um, I started when I was 16. Uh, I started working with my dad because I was a very... Uh, let's say confident. I like that word better than the A word. Um, <clears throat> confident young young guy, and I saw him negotiate a real estate deal. And uh, my first, well, my first instinct was, "Hey, this sounds easy. I could do this too." Um, and luckily, my biggest blessing was he didn't tell me to, you know, to screw off. Uh, he said, "All right, well, show me." And at that point, you know, you sort of realize that you've just probably written a check. Uh, that your body can't cash. Um, so that that led to uh, me just having to figure it out, figure out how to talk to property developers, how to talk to lawyers, how to talk to uh, you know mortgage brokers, how to talk to investors. Um, and then in essence, I became a commission-only property deal sourcer um, from the age of 16. Uh, and that led to me attending a seminar and a, uh, a friend of mine now uh, was running the seminar. His name is Mark Anastasi. And he said, you know, you need to be on stage. Cause I went to him and I said, look, I don't know what the hell I'm doing here. This sounds, this feels really stupid. The whole thing. Um, it's the first time I've met this guy, by the way. Right. And I'm telling him that his events feel stupid. Um, and he said, what do you do? And I told him and he said, you need to be on stage. You need to teach people how you do this stuff. And I thought, I don't want to do that monkey business. What are you talking about? Um, and then he said, he very quickly understood what motivated me. And he said, just watch my presentation and then let's, uh, then let's chat. And I was sitting in the back of a 700-person room on the aisle. And I saw 100 to 200 people run past me to give him 2,000 pounds each to learn something in three months' time. And that uh, confidence, should we call it, kicked in. And I turned to my dad, who dragged me to that event, and I said, "Hey, I think I could do this too." Um, and then we went into went into uh, the idea of speaking on stage, selling real estate property deals from the stage, and then investment education. Uh, so I was very money motivated to begin with, and then things changed after two thousand and eight. Ah, which I'm not sure what you uh, not sure not sure which direction you want me to go in from, <laughs> from this point. So I'll hand it back to you. Just to get to the basics, what exactly do you teach people to invest in? What are your specialties? Yeah, so I started obviously in real estate, uh, and then we started developing the stock market. And after 2008, my mission really changed to seeing how to make safe investing exciting. Yeah, because what I realized was that. A lot of people lost a lot of money because they were pursuing exciting investments. And the problem with exciting investments is that they're generally uh, exciting to the provider and not really exciting to the client or the customer. Uh, they're designed to make a lot of money for the person that's selling them, uh, not the person that's buying them. And so what I realized was that you know every successful investor long term in the world has focused on a small, short uh, rather a small, consistent income and a consistent return rather than 
trying to generate three, four hundred percent returns in, 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 in a year's time. Right. Um, and so that's what I wanted to figure out. How could I do that? And so I decided after 2008, 2009 came around and, and I just had a, a, a year of uh, reflection. Let's call it that. In reality, it was like a complete and utter emotional shutdown uh, after 2008. And I came back and I thought, you know, what's the hardest thing to make exciting? Um, and but in that period, I was studying about gold and silver myself, reading every single thing I could. So sorry, just to, go, just to go back to your complete shutdown, sure. what happened to you in 2008? Well, what happened was obviously people were losing money. Um, and it made me sort of wonder whether we were in fault for that, right? Right. Um, because of what? Because of, you know, what we were teaching. And nothing we were teaching was was risky. In fact, I think still, you know, for someone who it's right for, our strategies, what we were teaching back then, uh, are absolutely perfect. Um, and so I remember going to uh, meet my, my lawyer uh, and sat down in his office and I said, look, people are losing money. I just want to make sure legally where we stand, because obviously with an investment education business, there is a, a, a liability. Well, with any business, there's a liability, right? So any business owner is going to get uh, these uh, risk assessments done at some point. And he looked at our terms and conditions and everything else that we uh, get people to sign, which he obviously drew up. Um, and he said, no, you're covered. You don't need to worry about anything. And I thought, okay, cool. And that made me feel good for about 25 minutes. And then I left his office. And I remember sitting in a car and I'm thinking, so what I've in essence done here is said, I'm going to give you a gun. If you point it and shoot it at your leg, it's going to be really bad. So don't do that. And by the way, please sign this piece of paper promising you're not going to do that. And what they've done is they've pointed the gun at their leg and pulled the trigger. And so it made me go, do I have a sense of res moral responsibility? Forget legal responsibility. Uh, and I concluded that I did. I concluded that I did. And I concluded that the issue was the fact that we're chasing risky investments and using leverage. So when I came back, uh, after my, you know, emotional breakdown, I, uh, I I realized that I wanted to make safe investing exciting. And the most boring investment I could think of that I had ever done was gold and silver at that point. Okay, great. Can I jump in there and just give some feedback sure. from the other side of the world in the Antipodes? Firstly, we have an expression, boring trading, but exciting money. But trading should be boring all the time. If it's exciting, you're doing 100%. the wrong thing. Secondly, I personally had some devastating experience with leverage in real estate and it's bandied about as though it's easy and you're going down to the street to buy a bottle of milk. But in reality, it can blow you up so fast that you have to have a really good understanding of exactly what you're getting into. So it's really good for me to hear you say that as a professional, you wanted to take responsibility for that because I don't hear that very often. Yeah. Yeah, you know, because leverage makes a lot of money for a lot of people, right? You're getting the interest on the on the payment to, you know, I, I don't believe normal people that are listening to this actually want to become property managers or think they just want to have a good life. They want to secure their, secure their wealth that they've got, maybe make a little bit more and ensure the quality of their life as this crazy world that we live in sort of tumbles forward. I don't think anyone wakes up. I think crazy nutcases like me and you, sort of go, you know what, I want to do this for the rest of my life. But most normal people just want a good result and a good life. And I think for those people, leverage is 
is it's it's the devil when you think about it, right? Because you if you can be forced out of your position, you or you don't have control of your of your portfolio. And so that's my main main message. You've got to you've got to have control over the portfolio so that you dictate how long you stay in. You dictate why you stay in. Um, and that's very important to me. So, yeah, we we basically don't talk about leverage at all. I'm a I'm a proponent against leverage uh, for most people now. In fact, everyone in my 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 clients, I tell them there is no use of leverage. And the moment that they want a foray, because obviously I'm not a dictator, right? Uh, if they want a foray uh, into using leverage. That's absolutely up to them, and my company will not answer one question uh, about leverage, no matter whether you're losing 100% of your portfolio or making 1,000% returns. We will not answer one question about leverage. So the way we trade at Trading Game is piranha bites in the markets, tiny, tiny position sizes. Tell us very briefly about your gold and silver trading. Yeah, so we want to – the problem with gold and silver uh, investing right now, as I'm sure you're aware – is that just like my first deal when I first put in 50 grand into gold and silver, I walked in with 50 grand and walked out with $35,000 worth of real gold and silver, right? So I just paid for someone's son's car uh, by handing over my wealth and having a premium on the gold and silver uh, that was there with a real bullion dealer. Now, the other problem is it's sitting there doing nothing uh, until the price actually goes up. And the problem is that's not how the wealthy are doing it, right? So when I went back to my mentor, my original mentors and said, hey, you know, this is what I've just done. And they looked at me and laughed at me because the truth is that's not how institutions and hedge funds are doing it. So now the way that we buy gold and silver through the ETFs, it allows us for every 50 grand that I invest in gold and silver, I'm getting a six to $13,200 a year recurring passive income. And on top of that, for every 50 grand that I hand over, I'm getting $49,500 of actual gold and silver um, to control. So it is a much, much better investment. And the benefit of it is I can do it from my iPhone anywhere in the world. Um, and uh, I'm not in risk of any of the usual risks of gold and silver. And it's a, it's a fantastic way of investing in gold and silver. As long as someone's ready for the next level past, the zombies are going to come. <laughs> Manesh, how do the super wealthy <laughs> use wealth and asset cycles to their advantage to build themselves enormous wealth? Yeah, so it's uh, it, it is that that's a very important concept to understand. What a lot of people think that wealth building is is they want to buy a property or buy a few properties and sit on them forever. The wealthy might do that, but what they're also doing is taking their capital when it's right out of property or out of the stock market and putting it into other things. So. What you want to be focused on, I call it the wealth triangle philosophy, is something that I learned that was very, very underlying uh, rule in, in every wealthy person that I spoke to, is you want to take your money and you want to buy an asset that's going up over time and you want to buy it at the best price possible. So let me tell you, handing over 50 grand and getting $35,000 worth of gold and silver is not buying it at the best price possible. So I violated my own damn rule in the first first investment I made. And bear in mind, that was seven or eight years after being involved with investing, right? So these, these mistakes don't discriminate. I've got to, I've got to say that. So um, once you've bought the asset at a very, very good price, if not below market value, you then want to cash flow it. 
you want to cash flow it as much as you can. And most people don't even focus on the cash flow side of things when it comes to gold and silver. With real estate, of course, you know, we know that a property should be rented out, right? So it becomes easy. But with stocks, people don't understand that you can cash flow stocks as well. Um, and then once you've, and by the way, my initial gold and silver I bought was not cash flowable, by the way, as well. So again, like I said, mistakes don't discriminate. The advantage of having the cash flow is you can do the third part of the triangle, which is compounding. If you think this asset class is going to go up over time and you're using it to leverage cash flow, the smartest thing to do is to take that cash flow and buy more of that undervalued asset. And they keep doing that until uh, that cycle of that wealth uh, class changes. And then you move into something else and you do the exact same thing in the next asset class. And you do that and there is no way you're not going to be wealthy. Foundational values and principles that you built your perfect portfolio on. Hmm. Well, number one is that safe investing is the key. Number one, absolutely number one. Number two is that investing is not complicated. You need you need three asset classes to build a, a reasonable portfolio. Number one is gold and silver. Number two is real estate. And number three is the US stock market as a whole via an index fund. If you have these three things, even if you don't do anything else smart and, and, and creative and, and what you might think is quote unquote next level, you're going to be fine. Your wealth is going to be fine over a period of time. Um, and so really, that's our that's our core principle. We want to be in these assets. We want to be in them for a long period of time. And the cash flow side of it is really just to allow us to tolerate being in them without having to, you know, screw around with them. So what we do, we focus on the long term side of your portfolio. Um, and then obviously there is the side that you do, right, which is the short term side of the portfolio where you're trading. And there is huge advantages to that. You just need someone that understands the market on that level to help you with that. The side that we're on is the long term safe part of your portfolio that, you know, capital that you just want to leave to grow for the long term and you don't really want uh, any excitement with. I know Monaco is your favorite place in the world. What is a strategic lifestyle investment? Um, it is focused on what you want in life. I think a lot of people consume information from myself, from yourself, from everyone else that, that puts out information uh, and they get dragged away from what they actually want. I'm a firm believer that you've got to be very, very clear in what you actually want. And I don't think, based on all the people that I've worked with now for 14 years, I rarely meet someone that gets very excited about giving themselves a new job, right? Whether it's managing a property portfolio or uh, investing full time or whatever. Um, I think most people want an investment that can give their lifestyle uh, the boost that it wants, a uh, boost that they want, and they want the freedom to do that with whom, whomever they want and, and wherever they want. And I think you've got to be very clear about aligning your businesses and your uh, investing for the intention that you have versus getting swayed by what someone is saying. Why is money the root of all good? Oh, that's a good question. You've been reading up. You've actually been reading up. I never get these questions. These are these are damn good questions. Um, see, to me, you know, if you don't, money is very simple. Money is a tool, right? And somebody has figured out, okay, how do I get this? How do I get more of this tool? 
And so wealthy people have figured that one out. Um, and now, as a result of that, the fact that we live in an economic world and the fact that we live in an economic society, you need economics to be able to influence that world. So now that you have money, you can put it in to uh, use in the ways that you see fit. And so, you know, one of the biggest problems that I have with people that, you know, protest, for example, about climate change is that you're not doing anything. You're, you're shouting about it and you are apparently bringing awareness to it. In reality, you're probably annoying people about it. And so people are giving less of a shit about it than they should do. Um, but in essence, if you were a billionaire, you know, just like a, a billionaire in Europe just bought out uh, many, many acres uh, of the Amazon for the purpose of maintaining uh, and, and, and restoring it. That's fantastic. The only reason he can do that, however, is because he's a billionaire first. And so money allows you to do the good things that you want to do in the world without having to protest about it. And protesting is such a waste of time anyway. It's much easier to just become very rich and then just tell people what to do. Final three pieces of advice for our listeners. Three pieces of advice. Wow. Okay. Um, absolutely, you need to focus uh, and listen to Caroline continue listening to Caroline, absolutely, right? Number two is uh, you need to look at and evaluate your portfolio and understand um, what the diversification levels are on each asset class that you're in and do a backward analysis on on what the historical growth uh, trajectory is on the allocation that you've got. And from my analysis of that, one of the best sort of formulations for a portfolio is 40% real estate, 40% stock market, and 20% gold and silver. Uh, however, you should do it for your own portfolio just to be able to see what the uh, what what it, what it works out to. Um, and then the other piece of this is just get off your ass and do something. Because the, one of the things that I've learned is that if you're not doing something, you know, no matter what intentions you have, no matter what vibrations you hold, no matter what uh, you know any of that stuff, if you're not actually moving forward in this world that we live in, then you're not gonna get the result no matter what happens. So you've gotta move forward, you've gotta have the balls to move forward and you just gotta, like I said, move forward. Manish, where can people go to find out more about you and the work you do? Well, I'm sure you'll have some links in the show notes. Uh, Perfectportfolio.com, obviously. I'm not on social media. I'm not a social media uh, person, so you can't follow me and see what I'm up to with my dog. But if you want to work together, then obviously Perfect Portfolio is here. We've been around for 14 years. We've got clients in 46 different countries. Um, yeah, we're here to help. Really enjoyed talking with you, Manesh. Thanks for your time. Absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed Manish Bindi from London. Stay tuned next week to hear one of Trading Game's star trading performers, Con Brachinus, as he talks about some of the spectacular results he's had in 2019 and what he's done to his trading plan. I'm Caroline Stephen. Good luck in the markets this week. Take care. As always, if you like this show, please be sure to tell a friend. This is super important because word of mouth is the most powerful way that people can get in touch with us. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcast and make sure you give us a big fat five-star review. 
because it helps people find us. You'll also notice that Talking Trading doesn't use sponsors and barely advertisers. This is because Chris Tate and Louise Bedford fund this show from tradinggame.com.au. If you'd like to get Louise's five-part free e-course, register at tradinggame.com.au. So until next week, happy trading. The views represented on Talking Trading are generally nature and do not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Before acting on any of the information, consider its appropriateness in regards to your own situation. Want to know the hottest sectors in the Aussie market? Now's your chance. Download my free Hot or Not special report from tradinggame.com.au slash hot or not. That website again tradinggame.com.au slash hot or not.